You're listening to episode 91 of the Product Boss Podcast. In this episode, we chat about the three emails every product business must have. But first, I wanted to hop in here and thank everyone that purchased our new course, Multi-Stream Machine. Thank you so much. We are working really hard on it and we can't wait for you to see it. And this podcast episode is really a great precursor to what we have in the course where we'll be digging deeper into the how-to of email strategy and how powerful that can be. If you missed the pre-sale of Multi-Stream Machine, make sure you go to the link in the show notes to get signed up for when we open it up again. But until then, let's get started. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey everyone, I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the Product Boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my wonderful co-host, Mina Kunla-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today's episode is really inspired by our group, our Facebook group. So if you haven't joined yet, please do join our Facebook group and the link is in the show notes. And what we did is we actually went in there and we asked people what they really need for their product-based businesses. Like what is that thing that's really holding them back or that crux? And this got so much response. And so what we're going to focus on today are the three types of email campaigns your product business must have. Yeah, this is an exciting topic because every company should be building their email list and nurturing it and looking for sales there and really making it a part of like their business assets. What they own is their email list. It should be really important to them and making sales through that channel. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to dive right into this because we know that you're all, you know, twiddling your thumbs and being like, well, tell me, tell me more, tell me what we should do. All right. So we're going to start, the first one we're going to start with may not be the one that you think we're going to start with, but we're going to start with cart abandon email sequences. So what do you do when someone puts a product in their cart and then they get distracted by life? They walk away, they abandon their cart. How do we get them back and make that sale? Yeah. So imagine how often this happens, like all the time. And the the thing I like about cart abandon sequence is that it's automated through a lot of email service providers. So this can be set up, you know, you can connect your Shopify or your WooCommerce to Klaviyo or to ActiveCampaign. And it's automatically done once this sequence, this cart abandon sequence automatically goes out after you set it up. Um, Once somebody puts in their email, and forgets that they were going to finish the purchase. So a lot of times we'll get we'll be shopping and we'll get distracted by our kids or you know our internet suddenly gets really slow or something happens where we don't finish the purchase and that's what that this car abandon sequence is all about. 
And think about this. So many purchases now are being made on cell phones. And so you get so many other alerts on your cell phone. A phone call might come in, a text message, something from your Facebook Messenger app. Any of that can happen that you are abandoning the cart. It could be that you're like, oh, I'm not ready to make this purchase or I don't have my credit card in front of me and you kind of go to get it and something else happens in your life, right? So that would be the cart abandoned. And according to the Baymart Institute, as many as 81.4% of online shopping carts are abandoned. So think about that. Like think about that percentage and the amount of money that you can get back. And so there's like an, you could get back, you know, 50 to 65% of that lost revenue if you are really working with this cart abandonment strategy and you set up these automated emails. I mean, a lot of times it's people that like, I will put stuff into my car because I'm 90% there and then I will just leave it because I want to make sure I really want that thing that I put into the cart thinking I'm going to come back to it. And honestly, I just need an email to give me a nudge like, hey, look, you remember this purchase? You should definitely get this. So a lot of times it's, you know, I put stuff into my cart thinking, oh, should I get this? Is the gift is this the gift that I really want to give? You know, so a lot of times it's just me shopping and purposely abandoning my cart because I need to have that extra nudge to really make the purchase. So first think about the timelines. If you're going to go into however you're emailing your, you know, if you're on Shopify and you're setting this up, for example, how often do you want to do it? We recommend sending three emails out and then you can come up with that time sequence. So you can do something like one hour after they abandon, 12 hours after they abandon, and then 24 hours after they abandon. You could do something that's like 24 hours, 36 hours, and 48 hours. It really depends on you. And there's no one size fits all on this. And we recommend you test it to see, see it. And the other thing I would tell you all is go abandon carts in different places and see what comes. Like especially bigger companies, they might have um, the setup, a better system setup, and pay attention to the types of emails that they're sending you and when they're sending them. Yeah, I abandoned a cart for Lush Cosmetics one time, and then I got an email an hour later that said you forgot about me, and it was literally the bath bomb dressed up as a cute little penguin, and <laughs> he looked so sad. And so that's one hour after purchase, you know, still on the mind. Then just think 12 hours, let's say 12 hours, you know, I'm making a purchase at, you know, 9 a.m. and I abandon the cart. Well, at 9 p.m., my life is going to look differently. So that's why I like the 12 hour time because it gives them a chance to be like, hey, my life is not as hectic as it was when I abandoned this cart. And then 24 hours later, it's a new day, right? But you can also just, like Jacqueline said, you could do, 12 hours and then, you know, 24 hours and then 36 hours, whatever it happens to be. Sometimes people might need a little bit more time if it's like, let's say like, I don't know, um, protein powder and it's a big purchase and they aren't really sure if they want to commit to it. So maybe it is literally a 48 hour mark where you're like, Hey, have you thought about it? Here's where it is again. So again, that first email is, Hey, you forgot about me. Here's your card. You, um, I still have your items in the cart, and there's usually a link. This is something that's built into Clavio and Active Campaign, both, and probably a lot of other places that offer a cart abandon on your website. Is that the link gets automatically put in? So when you send out that email, they have the link to that specific product. So it could say something like, "You forgot about this in your cart. Make sure you remember to make this purchase." 
Um, and sometimes you could be like, hey, you know, just in case you needed this by a certain day. And then the second one would be like, here's that card again. Don't let it expire. Here's that link to finish your purchase. And then the third email, which is the last email, would be like, hey, just wanted to remind you again, this will be our last time. Here's 10% off so you can get that purchase at a discount. And so if someone makes a a payment or a purchase on that second email, they're not going to get that third email. So don't worry about them being like, well, I didn't get this 10% off that looks like I'm going to be getting at 48 hours. So it just quits that sequence. They have no idea that it's coming. So that's your last push, but you're not sort of sending it to them and being like, oh, darn, like I just bought it and I was going to get that discount. Um, And so think about that. So it's always that knowing who your customer is, what do they want to see? So Lush is fun, right? Lush is fun and cute. And so having it as a dancing penguin kind of delighted Mina and it reinforced the brand. We always talk about the brand experience. So it reinforced that for them, for her and it made it so easy for her to say yes, right? Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Let me click on this and finish my purchase. That second email that comes through, that's the one where you're like, don't forget about me. Maybe you're giving them some sort of reason why they need to make that purchase now. Another option is you kind of talk about maybe why they haven't. You re- reinforce the brand or you or you overcome the object, objections they might be having. So you could say like, these are all the reasons you should buy us. Small business, made in the USA, um, easy returns, you know, that kind of some sort of email that, that tells like, why did they not want to buy it? Well, let's tell them now why they could and should and why it's so easy. And then again, that third email is that discount. And test this, you guys. This is not set in stone. This doesn't work for everyone. This is really what works with your with your customers. And you'll just see. And when you make that first card abandon sale, let us know because that's it's so exciting when you're like, oh yeah, this did work. I, I just needed to be doing this this entire time. All right. So that's that first email. And the reason we brought that up first was that it is the money, right? It's all that money left behind that we're going to try and recover for you. Now that second, the second um, type of email campaign that every product business must have is that welcome series into that nurture series campaign. So, so many times our masterminders even will come to us and say, okay, I've offered them the 20% off or the 15% off or the 10% off to opt into my newsletter. Now what? You know, they run out of those things and they don't know what they're marketing to or how to get people in. And so we're going to go through some types of emails that you can send out from the welcome series, those initial emails the second they opt in to however you're going to communicate with them long-term. And so before we get into that, what we want you all to think about is what can you commit to? So can you commit to weekly emails? Do you like to get weekly emails from your favorite product businesses? Is it biweekly? Is it once a month? Um, First, let's talk about what you can commit to and stay on top of and actually do. And then think about what you should be doing. Maybe it's not that easy to write content, but you realize that every two weeks is how often you need to show up in their inbox. Um, And then try and do that consistently. And also, see what other companies are doing. That's the greatest thing to do ever. Right. And this is the part where it's necessary to have a discount. I know we get a lot of pushback where it's like, do I have to give them a discount for their first order? But you know what? Like so many even top level brands give discounts just to get that initial order, right? 
So it could just be 10%. It could be 5%. But people expect you to give some sort of discount for them to give an exchange of their email to get into your email newsletter. Like a lot of times they're just not going to put their email in to be a part of your newsletter list based off of nothing. So think about it. When you are going to a new site that may never have a sale and and now you're offering them this discount, it's that first time, that opportunity for them to take advantage of that price, that 20% off, to get them in, to get them using the product. I like to think about that a lot when I think about furniture stores like Crate and Barrel or West Elm, where they don't really have a lot of stuff that goes on sale until it's like seasonal. And so if I can get that 20% off right now when I want to buy something that's full price and won't be going on sale for a very long time, I'll use it. So it's just the industry guys. It's the business you're in. You do need to offer that discount. And because you're competitive, you're competing with the big dogs, let's make it worthwhile for them to use. Let's make it something that, you know, I know Mina says five to 10%, but really is that going to push you into making the purchase? I've seen Ann Taylor do 10%. And I thought, oh, that seems really low. And I've even seen Pottery Barn do really low sales. <laughs> and I thought, that's really low. So yeah, what is going to make people want that? But you know, 10%, like I remember being you know, like a young college kid. And when I wanted those discounts, I would sign up multiple times on different emails. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Maybe still doing it. Um, <laughs> So, so that's what you're going to do, right? So you're going to have that opt-in. That is your opt-in. Sign up for 20% off your first order and receive our newsletter. You kind of put that below and receive our newsletter and exclusive discounts for insiders or whatever you want to do. That's the opt-in. So there's like a thank you and it's check your email soon. We're not saying we're not giving it to them right then and there. We're letting it wait right? You don't send it right away to their inbox because we want them to surf it a little bit. We want them to take a look at the stuff and then you're sending it to their inbox and now they have their 15% off coupon or 20% off coupon and you're welcoming them. Hey, thanks for just signing up. Here's your 20% off that we told you you could have. Yeah. And, and this is pretty much the beginning of you nurturing them is the welcome series, right? So that's a, it starts with that initial opt-in. They save and they get an incentive to be on there and you welcome to, or you welcome them to the family. Hey, welcome to the little labels family. Here's your 20% off as promised, right? So that's where you're really starting that relationship or journey with your customer. And you could put a link in that. And so it's like a beautiful, you know, it's a pretty opt-in and it says like, now check out, discover our products, check this out. You know, this is a little bit about us, check it out. So it's a really small blurb, but it offers them the discount or maybe it's, you know, a beautiful graphic of a bunch of your products up there. Whatever it is, it's sort of that initial engagement with the brand and the experience you're selling them. Because remember, you're selling more than your product, you're selling the experience. Yeah. And this is where you get to make a choice. If you wanted to go into a welcome sequence, you could have, let's say, two to three additional emails that go out, let's say, every day or maybe every other day that really welcomes and, you know, indoctrinates them into your brand. And those are what they receive when they first sign up for your email um, sequence so or your email newsletter. So it's it, it kind of... Um, trumps the other email. So normally in your email service provider, you can toggle to a setting where it says, do not email this person if they've already received an email within the last 24 hours. So they won't be receiving those 
extra emails, like those weekly ones, let's say you send out weekly email, those same people will not receive the welcome sequence. It just depends on what welcome ser- or what email service provider you use. But with product-based ones like Klaviyo and ActiveCampaign, they typically do it that way where they're not getting inundated with the you know, all the emails all the time. And speaking of inundated, you can set the expectations with your customers. You can tell them like, you know, you'll be receiving emails from us every so often. And this is what we're going to share with you. And so you're letting them know you're kind of, you're letting them know prior to just popping in. And, you know, they're, they're going to get the choice to opt out if they choose that they want to opt out. And you know how sometimes you get those those emails like you're unsubscribing and then like, well, is it just too many emails? Because we can send you less emails. So that's when you're going to start to figure out what they need. So another email that you can send out, um, well, so within that you want to send out, you can either send something that's a singular email that's like, hey, by the way, we're on these, we're on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, or you can include that in your welcome, your welcome sequence in that initial email. Like, and also connect with us on Instagram to check out cool blah, 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 or here are all our social handle links. So giving them a little bit more information to find you, to know what their expectations are, giving them that exchange, that discount, and a little bit about the experience you're going to have by signing up for uh, your newsletter. Yeah. And then if you do have a sequence, I've seen people do where they're like, Hey, in tomorrow, I'll be emailing you tomorrow and you'll, you'll get to know a little bit of why we started this company. And then, you know, they'll send out the email the next day and then they'll say, hey, my next, or I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to be hopping into your inbox and talking to you about the amazing case studies that our customers have had with this beauty product or whatever. And then, you know, it could be, hey, join us tomorrow. (laughs) These are getting to be a lot, but it could be join us tomorrow where we have a really special offer on one of our featured products. So those, that's kind of the way a welcome sequence is, is that it hops from one thing to the next where they become a little bit invested in your brand and kind of you get to peel back the curtain a little bit of what your brand is about and what your product is about. And then that hops into your consistent newsletter. So that's the one that Jacqueline was talking about. Maybe it's bi-weekly, maybe it's monthly, maybe it's weekly, but that's the one where you're still providing value to those people and also maybe mentioning a sale. Like a lot of times some product people, that's all they're mentioning is sales, but you should definitely give value in that. Like I've seen ones where if, even if it's like beard oil, they talk about like the different ways to trim a beard you know, they're offering the product, but yes, but yet also offering tips and value. So let's talk about that. So a lot of times our clients ask us like, what do I email them about? Um, Because so, so many times you're thinking, do I just keep trying to sell, sell, sell? Don't try and sell always. Like Mina said, like you want to educate them on something you want to, there's going to be your product features. There's going to be the emails that go out that are sales, but there's also going to be the stuff that sort of educates or delights them. So one of the emails can be something educational, like Mina said, how to use beard oil, how to trim your beard, how the oils are made. Um, You know, what else would be like? Could be where your beard beard oil was featured, why a beard is trending, um, sexy celebrities with beards. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking about the Fab Five. What's his name that has like Jonathan that has like the best beard and mustache ever. Um, so, so you can, so that's one thing, right? And this is an email that can go out oftentimes on different things. And you could start to focus first on maybe your bestseller or your bestsellers. And then you can lead them into other things because you know the bestseller is your easiest thing 
to sell. And now you're sort of educating them on like, this is how, this is how we've made it for you, you know, in these labs with these people made out of all organic cocoa butter. I don't know. Oh, sounds amazing. Right? You want to buy it now. (laughs) Um, So then another type of email you can send out is just like that educating on the brand, on the experience, on who you are, right? Who you are, how you started it, how the brand is, why it's different, if there's a mission to it. And that's a lot of emails, right? We've just come up with like five emails just in those ideas. So again, if you think about other products you sell, like I think the differentiating factor right now for all of you to know, which is really cool, is that people want to know the story behind brands. They want to relate to real people. They want real people. They're kind of over the big, big brands that you don't know where it's being made or who's making it and all that. So if they're like, oh, I can get this from this person and this person made it like this and it's like small batch out of their basement or maybe it's in like some beautiful factory that they've got in some wherever, you know, that's what they want to know. And so let's, let's reinforce that. Let's keep teaching them about it. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I know people are, they don't love to be the face of their brand all the time. It doesn't have to be you. Like you could say the low labels team believes blah, blah, blah. It could be the team behind it rather than one person, the founder, you know, it doesn't just have to be you. You could definitely say, this is what we're about at this company. Here's our team. You don't actually have to say the team. It could just be um, XO low labels team rather than XO Mina, right? Um, so it's not as it's it's about really about that little small business instead of the um, solopreneur in that case. Yeah, it could be an infographic showing them the 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 stages in which it goes in, like who it starts with and how it ends up with them. Um, it could be about who's making the product. I know a lot of times in fashion, they are having those pictures now that like, I made your clothes and like, you see the face of the person making it. So all of this is talking about the brand. If you're mission-based, how do you give back? Um, how does this benefit people? You know, all of that. And that stuff that you can then, like Mina saying, like take into Instagram because a lot of you also say you don't want to be the face of your brand. That's fine. Your product and your mission and your experience is the face of your brand. And it could be hacks. I know that's like something, if you save people time or money, they will love you forever. You know, So it could be hacks on how to use beard oil as a lotion. I don't know, but something with beard oil. <laughs> Some some hack that somebody discovered of here's how to save 20 minutes in your morning routine using our beard oil, right? So it could be a lot of different ways you give value in somebody's life, but really simple ways too. Yeah. And then and then you can do like another type of email that you can send or reviews or testimonials or case studies, right? Um, it could be something like this person, you know, like those like eyelash, like grow your eyelashes. Uh-huh. And so you got an email like the before and after pick using our eyelash stuff. And she started with this and she grew her eyelashes and now they look like this. So, or here's a testimonial. Um, what else could it be? Some like some stories that you can tell about your products or about the customer's reactions to it. So these are just some other ideas to, to sort of reinforce the brand and the product and what what result they'll get by having it. And when we say result, the result is the experience, the feeling, if it does actually have a result, like growing your eyelashes, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, it could really just be a featured product too. Like every week could be the featured product, how somebody used it, why they love it. That's the testimonials part that Jacqueline was talking about and what difference they saw, you know, how it, how they used it in their own life. Um, so that's just a ton of emails right there. And remember, you're not always selling. You might be, you're just like reinforcing the brand, you're redirecting them to it. And then, and then you can have those sales ones. So it could be the featured product. It could be the idea for Mother's Day gifts or Christmas gifts or whatever. And that you're actually featuring something, you're trying to sell it. And there's the sale emails, which we all know and love. Um, but don't sell, sell, sell all the time. Know though that this is reinforcing it and you're going to give them a place to land. You're going to take them back to your site, but you're not always like, I'm popping into your inbox to sell you something right now because that's going to be a way to get someone to unsubscribe. Yeah, for sure. And um, if you get really sophisticated with your emails, you could say, um, I know you bought this last time. Here is something else that our customers love, right? So you can find the people that bought a certain product and then send them a, a different email. So that could be a split testing of those nurture sequence emails. Yeah. And so then you're thinking, and we're not going to get too far into that part, but what Mina's talking about is re-engaging with past purchase people or re-engaging with new, new people, right? And that's going to be probably a totally different podcast episode, but that is just, that's another option. So let's talk about that. We've welcomed them. We've nurtured them. They've abandoned their cart. We've gotten them to come back and make that sale. And now they've made the sale. So the third um, type of email campaign that your product business must have are the post-purchase emails. First and foremost, 100% say thank you. That should be your first post-purchase email. And you actually have that automatically put in. Let's say your Shopify uh, website, they automatically get a thank you anyways with you know order confirmation. It, the wording already says thank you. You can just make it fancier and nicer and more genuine. Just change the wording. So it would say something like, saw you placed an order. I wanted to thank you so much. Thank you support, for supporting our small business. We are blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it could be, but it's just something more personal where it seems like a genuine thank you for making that purchase. And then going into those, um, going into after that, a lot of times you could also say, thank you for making that purchase. Here's some tips while you're waiting for it to come in the mail. And it could be the how-to instructions on how to use the beard oil in three steps, easy, three easy steps for for when you receive your beard oil. I mean, that would be so nice of you to send to me, right? Yeah, right. That's, that's something where you're like, thanks. That's so thoughtful of you to make sure that I'm using it right or giving me advice. Um, then add to a video too, a how-to video. Here's a how-to video on how to use that beard oil in the morning. In the mornings. <laughs> and or, so depending on what you guys come up with, it could that could also be now that you've received your product, here's some tips on how to use it or tips on how to store it or whatever you feel like it needs to do. And then another really great one that you can send is that post-purchase please review. And this is where you get those testimonials. So depending on the way that your site's set up, some people have it that, you know, they ha like on Amazon, they have the five-star review and all the like the reviews from customers. Some people may be just gathering that information to use in email campaigns and to use on their website. Um, but if you send that post-purchase, please review. And again, your, your shopping, um, your platform is going to have ways of, of doing that. So I've received 
emails before that were, even though it was one order, the review emails came individualized per product that I ordered. Please review these cat socks. Please review these awesome socks. It was a sock company. Um, and it had me review each one. And then it reminded me if I didn't review it, I actually got a couple follow-up emails from it to say like, Hey, I still haven't reviewed it. It would be so helpful if you could. And then they asked me again to review it. Yeah. I think that's a plugin that people have usually like a Shopify plugin or a Shopify app. So those emails can be tailored to the products, which is just like a simple add-on. You're not doing any extra work. Literally, it's just through that program or that that email sequence. But if you don't have a way to collect reviews on your website, you could also have, please recommend us. That could be the other one. Instead of please review, it's please recommend us. If you loved your product, please make sure you tell all the rest of the moms in your playgroup about our products. You know, So it's just another way instead of them reviewing, they're recommending. Yeah. I mean, you could even go as far as saying, if you loved it, um, here's a you know ten percent off for friends and family. Like forward this to you know friends, and it could be something where you're sharing uh, with somebody else. So that's how Mina and I think both got signed up to FabFitFun. Where, <laughs> hey, by the way, if anybody wants a sample box, I have three because everybody I know basically has FabFitFun. I don't have anybody to send them to, so reach out in the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's there's a giveaway right there. Um, but I think both of our sisters must have done this where, yes. where it was like send a free box to a friend and all I had to do was pay $5 to get the box. And then I didn't realize signed I signed up. up. And then I got charged however much, what is it, 50 bucks? 50 bucks per box or sometimes it's less because you pay for the full year. I actually paid for the full year accidentally, but love it. So I'm like, hey, that's cool. And all of my sisters have it. So... I mean, yeah. we love we love it. So then I get it quarterly and I still can't bring myself to quitting because I do kind of love it, but you know, don't always know that I need all the things. So anyways, that's how we got signed up. So that's something that you can think about too, where you're sort of pushing this forward. You're, you're extending a deal or sale. You're delighting them in their inbox and saying, thank you so much for your purchase. If you love it, please share it. And here's a coupon for your friends. Cool. Yeah. The friends would get that coupon anyways if they signed up, if they landed on your website. So might as well just make it really easy for them. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like I said, every person I know has a FabFitFun box. Every quarter, Jacqueline says she's going to quit the box. And every quarter I say, yeah, but even if you love one thing, it's amazing. And then she never quits it. So it's just <laughs> not in uh, KonMari method, right? It's just like, I still have stuff. I just keep adding stuff to my, my drawer. We'll give away for giveaways for the products, boss. <laughs> hey guys, you want the stuff in my FabFitFun box? No, I do love it. I just keep adding products because I'm also a bit of a hoarder um, in the way of, in the good way, but in a way of like, oh, I don't want to waste that special cream. I have to keep it forever and then, you know, it expires. But that is a whole other topic. <laughs> so, um, I hope that this was helpful to you. I know that this is something that we, I mean, seriously, in our masterminds, it probably comes up like once a month, what do I do now? Like, what else do I talk about? And in our Facebook community, same thing. Um, what do we do? What do we talk about? And it does feel overwhelming. And there are other ways you can engage with your customers through email campaigns. But if anything, these are the three different ways. These are the three campaigns that we want you to set up right now. And it's manageable. It's not too overwhelming. And then just get that part started. 
And then it's coming up with the content for your newsletter type emails. And that's a little bit more work. But the other things that you can get done right now for sure are the post-purchase and the abandoned cart emails. Like that would be the easiest thing you could do right now. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is not email ever whatsoever. So is there really such a thing as like bad emails? Um, maybe, but I think that if you just start emailing out, it will become easier and easier. So then even if it's not like this fancy email, that's like full of good nuggets and something so impressive, um, you'll be okay. You know, there's probably people that won't even, even open it. So just start emailing out on a consistent basis and let that be like, Hey, a check off your list uh, biweekly email or whatever, monthly email, whatever it is that you start with, just get that out and see, see what happens because you're just building in the habit, right. Of emailing and staying connected with your customer. And one more thing I want to bring up, cause I know you're all thinking uh, everyone's afraid of the unsubscribe, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like your email list might not that be that big. And so if you lose five, 10, 20 people over the course of emailing and you're like, Oh, have I emailed too much? Or, like for them unsubscribing. Well, me and I had this whole conversation. I forget with who, but it was another, it was a big influencer. And we we're talking about unsubscribes and we're like, thank you. Mina literally said, thank you. You've now made my monthly fee for paying for my email list cheaper because if you are never going to buy and you don't want to get my emails, please leave so I don't have to pay for you. Yeah. I like it when people unsubscribe because that just makes the people that are still on my list, um, the ones that want to hear from me, right? I don't want to bug anybody. I don't want to be someone someone wants to unsubscribe for. So the sooner they unsubscribe for me, the better I feel because I'm like, well, if they're annoyed of me, thank goodness I'm not on their list anymore of people that they don't like to hear from. The people that I want to be subscribed to my list are the ones that want to hear from me because I'm a raving fan of tons of email lists and I would never unsubscribe from them. There's definitely ones where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to be a part of that. And it's fine. It's not, I don't take it personally, you know? Because I think the people that are warm buyers and there's small percentages of the people who are actually going to buy from you for sure. There's people who are going to buy from you sometime in the future. And then there's the people who are just never going to buy from you, right? And so the warm subscribers are going to probably like it because if you're really a brand that they love, they're going to want those coupons and discounts and all that stuff that you're going to send. The future people might not open your emails, but it'll pop in and then they'll open them when they're like, it's popped back in their head like, oh yeah. I needed to buy that lamp. And now that I have a 20% off coupon, perfect. I'm going to buy that right now. And those are like those future, the future purchases and you're sort of staying on their radar. And the people who are never going to buy from you, cool, move on. They know you exist now. And if they want to come back, they can come back when they're ready. But let's spend your time and money and your effort on focusing on the people who are circling you. You know, they're, they're, they're paying attention and they do want to buy. They just may need an extra push or a reason to buy it when they buy it. And they also have the option to resubscribe. So I think it's just don't take it personally if someone unsubscribes. Like I said, your monthly bill for all these email service providers will be less because it's based on number of subscribers. And it just makes your list cleaner and you're talking to the people that want to hear from you. So on that note, we want to leave you with that. Make sure you get these three absolutes happening in your business and let them go. Let the people go that aren't your people. And if they want to come back, they will. And just work on catering to the people that want you and then building your list for the true, true fans that want your product. So 
Speaking of email lists, if you guys want to get on our email list, we have 10 hacks to running your product-based business like a well-oiled machine, plus so many other opt-ins and things that you will have access to if you connect with us. Plus, we do send a weekly email that is a super special tip that only our email subscribers get. And it kind of it has a little synopsis of the that week's podcast. We also try not to overwhelm you, but we definitely do help give you extra content and extra bonus content if you're already a subscriber and you're already listening to the podcast. So in the spirit of signing up for mailing lists, if you want to sign up for ours, you can head over to theproductboss.com and opt in for those 10 hacks for running your product-based business like a well-oiled machine. And we will put that link in the show notes. Thanks everybody. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.